0: The national champion is clad in and big honor.
1: Alabama does it, national championship number 18. 13 and all, absolute perfection.
2: It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake, Holly, and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee.
3: And good Friday afternoon to you, and thank you for joining us. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Coach Mike on the boards, and like I said, folks, it is Friday, Uh, September 22nd, and we are full-blown football from high school to college to professional right here on 101.7 WKOM. We've got high school action tonight, Coach. We've got um, tomorrow, we've got NCAA football, and on Sunday, we've got the Titans right here on On this signal, do not lose this signal. Lock it in, 101.7, also 103.7, our sister station. Both of those are FM uh, bands, and you can pick up Tennessee, University of Tennessee football, University of Alabama football, Titans football, Columbia Central High School football tonight against Tullahoma and you can get the murray county public school game of the week at spring hill as lawrence county comes to spring hill goes to spring hill and visits and we'll have that game on the call right after our murray county public schools game day show that starts at 5 30 did i get all that right
2: yeah got it all right that's a full plate isn't it, i mean this weekend isn't it? It's, you know, if you're a football fan, man, you just drop it on one one and you are set. Absolutely. You are set for the weekend. Absolutely.
3: This is the place and, uh, to be. If you guys cannot be around a TV, if you're out enjoying the weather somewhere and you don't, and, and some people, some people would rather sit outside and, and not be around a TV. You can listen to it right here. Get the little fire pit going. And you just, can listen to Bob Kessling. You can listen to, uh, is he like go back on the call on I, on Alabama football or is it Chris Stewart still it
2: I'm actually I'm not sure okay. I think Eli Golds back but I'm not positive okay. about it uh, seems but like anyway, it seems like I've heard My his voice point
3: is it. my point is if you're out there doing something and you can and you, and you don't want to watch it on TV or you're not around to TV tune in to 101.7 or 103.7 and you can pick up any of those games that you want to listen to
2: And quite frankly what a lot of people like to do uh and if you ha- and the TVs have technology that you can do this now because of the delays and all that stuff. A lot of people like to watch the TV, turn mute the TV down and listen to the radio call right. while they're watching TV because the radio does a, usually typically does a much better job of describing the action. They know that they are the eyes.
3: Now, the Columbia the Columbia Central game, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's broadcast over Facebook.
2: Yes, they, they do have a video uh at there's least, a video. At least for the there's home a, games. there's a stream. I'm not as positive about the away games, about okay? It, because we do hook into a certain set of I, cameras that are built into the press box. Okay, at, I got you. I got you. But uh, I do know that the home games are are videoed and sent out over Facebook. Okay. Um. And and those are synchronized to the radio call. Right.
3: Okay. So Murray County Public Schools. Uh, in cooperation here with W101.7 WKOM and WKRM, uh, we, they, they sponsor a game of the week. And, and, and for those of our listeners that are not fam- familiar with that, we kind of bounce around each Friday during football, high school football season, and do a game of the week with a Murray County Public High School. So last week uh, we were at Columbia Central. No, I'm sorry. Last week we were at Mount, Mount Pleasant. Pleasant. The week before right. we were at Columbia, Columbia Central. Central. This week we're going to be at Spring Hill when, like I said, Lawrence County comes goes to Spring Hill. And uh, that game kicks off at 7 o'clock. But our Murray County Public School game day show begins at 5.30 with the game to follow that. On this signal, 101.7. So don't lose it. And at the same time, Columbia Central travels to Tullahoma, and that will be on our sister station, 103.7 FM. So you can always get the Columbia Lions football on 103.7 like you
2: have for the past 75 years. Yeah, and these games are going to be interesting games. Uh, Columbia Central going to Tullahoma is uh, kind of got the momentum going in, in the right direction right now. Uh Cade McCoy had 15 carries for over 200 yards and three touchdowns last week. Well there you what go. A, what a, I mean I mean what a what a night he go. had and he's expecting to you know to to have a similar night. Uh he's ho- at least he's hoping to uh and, and against Tullahoma. and then Spring Hill who has historically been having their struggles has won two games this year so far uh, out of the, out of their five and were in competitively in the other three. I mean they right. they were within reach of the other three. And um, they're facing a Lawrence County team that came off of a 31-0 beating <laughs> I mean. Well, with Caden McCoy and, okay. <laughs> and so, company from Columbia Central. So, so you know, they, they may be bruised up a little bit. Probably
3: going to make it's for a pretty be, good game. It's going to be a pretty so good game. So you guys tune in, 101.7, right here for the Spring Hill-Lawrence County game. And if, But if you want to listen to the Columbia Lions game with Lee and Lou Maddox, uh, and a, a, a guest, guest color analysis commentator, uh, Ron Hart, will also be joining them on the broadcast, and that will be on 103.7 uh, FM and the kickoff's at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Like, like all high school ball games around here. Okay, uh, last night, Georgia State, uh, which was an eight-ball pick, covered. Not only did they cover, but they won the ball game outright, beating – Coastal Carolina to Coastal Carolina University's Chanticleers, which is a rooster. And uh, but uh, the New York Giants traveled out to the left coast and played the San Francisco 49ers uh, without Saquon Barkley, without a couple of other um, there was a offensive lineman that was out. I think there was a defensive tackle, defensive lineman that was out. So they the the Giants went out there kind of banged up. Uh, I had them. The eight ball had picked them. The game stayed pretty close until the end, and uh, but the Giants just couldn't muster up muster up really any offense to speak of. And um, Debo Samuel's and Christian McCaffrey and what, George McCaffrey Kittle had,
2: a, had one of his one of those games. Yeah, yeah and, and he was doing he, he a couple of plays. He was doing his best. Derrick Henry in inter- Turkey. Uh, Excuse me, imitation. He had a couple of stiff arms that were downright impressive. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Debo
3: Samuel caught six passes for 129 yards and, and one touchdown, and he's a very physical, physical wide receiver. And and that and that's what San Francisco hangs their hats on. Is even not not only are they tough defensively, and one of the top defense defenses in the NFL. But they're just a super physical offensive team, coach. If you know that, I mean, as far as just running the ball and they're blocking, they're downfield blocking, their receivers blocking, you know, they're, they move the ball up and down the field and they do it in a very physical way.
2: Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it makes uh, all kinds of sense. And they have a. Quarterback is the feel good story of the NFL right. right now. He was the last Mister Irrelevant. He was the literally the last man in the draft.
3: Two hundred and sixty three, I think, yeah. is is that and, number is, uh, as the last pick through, of the draft.
2: As, as through as circumstances, injury circumstances, and low performance circumstances happen, he gets his opportunity last year. And really does a great, great job with all those weapons. Really, all he has to do is manage the game, and he he does a super job of managing yeah. the game. He moves the ball, well. and he's accurate.
3: He's, he's accurate. accurate with the throws. He
2: takes care. Of, he doesn't turn the ball over on a on
3: places a, the ball. And he play. If you watch Purdy throw the ball, he places the ball like most NFL quality, top quality yes, quarterback. He's he, a
2: much better quarterback than what his draft status. Sure, kind of absolutely, ended. and uh you know he's not going to sit there and just impress you with his arm strength you know it's good it's NFL quality but it's not this wow look at that look at that ball you know yeah. it doesn't necessarily whistle as it comes off his hands but he places but, it. But it's where, there. Yeah, you know where <laughs> and it where, gets there every if time. The, if the if the it's out in
3: front of the wide receiver, they can run to the ball. It's not behind them. It's it's you know it's it's where the wide receiver is going, not behind them, not down low. It's where they can make a, they can catch the ball and make a football. What's called a football move player. after they
2: catch the ball. And he does a super job of. You know, if you'll hear the commentators talk about, he throws it in such a place that it's either his receiver or nobody. Right, and he does a super job. And of course, he's got he's got those tools that he throws to Kittle, uh, like you said, Samuels, and and some of those guys. Yeah, and uh, he's got and he's got probably the the best overall uh, multi-talented running back behind him in, in the league. Course, McCaffrey he's the highest-paid running back in the league. Right I mean, they, they well.
3: showed some so. plays, Coach, where uh, McCaffrey uh, lined up not behind the quarterback, but it was a passing play down near the goal line. And I think it was a passing play to Debo Samuels on the left-hand side. And McCaffrey might have lined up as in the slot or even mm-hmm. closer to the line of scrimmage. But Debo Samuels either got a first down or scored a touchdown. I really can't remember. But anyway... The main point of this me saying this is that they showed the blocking ability of Christian McCaffrey, and how he got over there on the left hand side, got on got on his got on the defender, and just engaged rode. him with the block and yeah. rode him basically to the sidelines and to the ground as Debo Samuel's went right behind him and either got the first down or the touchdown. Yeah. So you know that's and that's what you have to do to to be to to have play championship t- style football that's what you have to have on all facets of the game whether is, you're a superstar running back superstar wide receiver whatever the deal is you have to do your
2: job and, well that, and part of that is blocking yes and that's why the player his teammates love him you know the, the teammate you know yes he's a great runner and he gets a lot of production on but the But he's a hard and, worker but he is also willing to go mix it up as a blocker and help his other. He doesn't you know,
3: mind the, doing the yeah, dirty work. He, he's, he's not a diva. You know what I mean. Him. I mean,
2: and and that's why everybody loves him. And uh, quite frankly, I think he deserves his his number one ranking as far as the highest paid running Ryan, back in the in the NFL right As now. we've
3: talked about, running running backs are taking a hit across the board on 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 pay. But uh, uh, CMC is the highest paid running back in the NFL. Um, and like I said, the eight ball last night said take the Giants plus ten F. But I also put an asterisk next to that. I said, do that at your own peril, at your own risk. When I when I said that, I'm just here to relay what even
2: the magi- even you weren't too hot, weren't too positive I'm about the ball I'm just here to bill. relay
3: what the Magic Eight Ball tells me uh, each day when I cut before I come on the show. Now. Um, the UT has announced they announced their uniform combination. That seems to be a big press co- That I mean, that seems to be a big thing nowadays. Is the uniform combination? I I, I guess the uh, University of Oregon, the Ducks, started all this. Yeah. And, and by the way, the Ducks will have uh, color changing cleats on uh, when they take on uh, Pro- Coach Prime Time and uh, his Buffaloes uh, tomorrow night. Um, so their cleats will be changing colors as they cool and they heat so that'll be something to watch but you number 20 uh the University of Tennessee Vols who are two and one now after their loss at Florida last weekend will have uh, white helmets orange jerseys and orange pants so they'll be dressed uh completely obnoxiously in that orange color uh for the game against uh, UTSA tomorrow, which starts at 3 o'clock. Uh, they face number – well, UTSA's not ranked. They are 1-2. And, two. and uh, Tennessee's coming off the their SEC opener uh, of a loss to Florida 29-16. to 16. Now, and we, we've talked about UTSA a little bit, and we're going to talk about them right now. Um, you know, they won 11 games last year, Coach.
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're a I much that, better team. They than, won eleven
3: games. They're, they're, they're a you team only played that can
2: twelve regular seasons. They're, they're, a, they're a team that can jump up and bite you if you don't pay attention to their to their skills groups and stuff like that. Now, albeit their competition level is a little different than the SEC. Sure, and and have you heard anything more about the quarterbacks? Well, right now
3: uh, I checked on the availability of sixth year quarterback. Sixth-year quarterback. Yeah. Co- the, co- the, Frank- COVID
2: year, the COVID year creates some strange. Frank-
3: yeah, some, <laughs> some uh, <laughs> quarterback Frank Harris. Uh, of course, now Milton's a sixth-year, too, by the way, yep. uh, for the Vols. Um Frank Harris has a turf-toe-type injury, and he did not play last week as his backup, Eddie Lee Marburger, came in, and Eddie Lee – uh did not do terribly bad. He, he he they got beat by Army, but Eddie Lee came in, and I've got the numbers on down the line. But first of all, the word on Frank Harris and and folks, this guy is uh is the real deal. His number, he's kind of hard to miss, his number is zero on his jersey. Uh he is thrown now, get this six year UTSA quarterback has thrown for 9,775 yards since he's been at UTSA. Uh, he's thrown for 76 touchdowns, and he's rushed for 1,880 yards and 24 rushing touchdowns. So this guy, Frank Harris, is the real deal if he's in the ballgame. And Coach uh, Trailer, the head coach for UTSA, was very kind of matter-of-factly, frankly, the – in the pun, but he he just put it. He said, look, if Harris is ready to go, he'll go. If he's not ready to go, then he won't go, and it's going to be a game-time decision is what I read right before I came in the studio, looked it up, and that's about all I could find. So, Tennessee fans, if you see number zero out there running around throwing the ball, you know, pay a little bit closer attention than if you see number 12 out there and you don't see number zero – which yeah. is which is Harris's number?
2: Yeah, Harris can make a lot of difference in the way uh, the way this game could go.
3: Now his backup Eddie Lee Marberger, who came in last week in their loss to Army, went seventeen for twenty five for two hundred and thirty nine yards and three TDs and no turnovers. So you know, I mean, I know he's not he. He obviously is not Frank Harris. This was the guy's first start. But Marburger came in and didn't do didn't do terrible. I mean, you know, well, there's, he Well, he there's did his worse, role, did a his role as a
2: backup. Right. It, you know, he he managed he managed the situation. He uh, did not put his team in a situation where they were, you know, gonna get torn up. You know, right. They just got out talented, you right. know, and, and that was that was the bottom line of that
3: UTSA game. has a running back. His name is Kavorian Barnes, um, and he leads UTSA with 51 carries for 245 and a touchdown. And they've got a fifth-year wide receiver in Josh Cephas, and this obviously is uh, Harris's favorite target. He's got, uh, so far this year, 24 receptions, 247 yards, and two TDs. Um, and we're going to talk a more about this game on the backside of of this first break that we're going to get into. Um, as the Vols, you know, this line started out where the Vols were 18, 19-point favorites. And as more and more word got out about the injury to Harris and whether he was really coming back or not, and that's still up in the air. It's a game-time decision. The Lions now moved up to 21, uh, and the Vols by 21. And we're going to talk a little bit about that on the back side. And where uh, gamblers uh, should put their money or should not put their money for that for that ball game tomorrow, uh, as that ball game will start at three o'clock in Nayland Stadium. Is it Nayland or Neeland? Is it I Heupel was- or Hoopel? You know, I mean, can we, can we get? Can, you can never get that get well, well, right. Well, you know, Nailin, I, Nailin I've, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Nayland and Neyland. I've yeah. heard it different ways.
2: And it's now and it's I've always been Josh, it's, it's always been Josh Hyper. Well,
3: then he needs okay. to put an eye in his name somewhere. <laughs> Take that U out. But anyway, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. It is Friday. We're talking football. Uh, we're going to talk some Titans. We're going to talk some Bama. We're going to talk some more Tennessee. The, the NHL coach preseason started to – Wow. They, they, they got a game today between the Kings and the Coyotes. Is that crazy or what? All right. We'll be right back. Give us about four or five minutes.
0: Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganzer. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there.
1: There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org thewelloutreach.org
0: You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR playoffs weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
2: This is Tripp Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM Columbia, Tennessee.
3: I got a that tonight's going to be- And welcome back into the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I'm Dre, joined in the studio by Coach Mike on the boards, and we certainly appreciate him taking care of all the technical stuff. Here on the Frontport Sports Radio Hour, because I have no idea how to do any of that stuff. So
2: thank you, Coach Mike. And some people believe I don't.
3: For being, I think you do a pretty, <laughs> pretty damn good job. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with you. Thank brother. you, I appreciate that. Okay, so we announced uh, the Vols going to be completely clad in obnoxious orange, except for their white helmets. Uh, uh, tomorrow against UTSA at that three o'clock start, as the number twenty-three Vols look to avenge or. Or or correct to get what, better. Correct the problems that they had last weekend. I kinda like the over in that game, Coach. I think UTSA, especially if Harris if Harris plays tomorrow, over over the fifty nine and a half, I think both teams combined can score sixty points or better tomorrow. So I I like the over in that game. And I'm not sure about the twenty and a half, twenty one points.
2: Honestly, if it gets to be a shootout, I'm a little nervous about it.
3: Okay. Okay,
2: you know that's I, that's legit.
3: I'm, you know, I'm with if you. If it
2: on gets that. to be a shootout, I, I'm.
3: Now, did you know? Did you know? In the FBS, and 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 fall fans might not know this, but Tennessee is ranked higher in total defense throughout the whole FBS. They're ranked higher in total defense than they are in offense. They're they're ranked 37th in total defense, and their offense right now is ranked 40th. I mean that, and, and, and that's no. I mean and that's That's, no big that's
2: unusual for a Josh Heupel team. There you go, and, uh, and
3: that that that's why I mentioned that. Um, now Tennessee can hit the by their bye week if they four and one if they win tomorrow, and then they win against South Carolina, then they hit their bye week at four one and four, and that's pretty good. I mean, we'll, most take, people would probably we'll take you know, if than.
2: you told them, you know, if you told them back in July or back in June, even. Hey, you know they're going to be four and one going into the buy and stuff like that. Most people would kind of like, okay, you know that's. But look, not yeah. I'd love to be five and zero, but I'd take four and one going but, in.
3: But look here, Vol fans, pay attention and tell Coach Heupel this also. Don't overlook UTSA looking to South Carolina, because you're yeah. going to find yourself in a world of hurt. I'm just well, going
2: to tell you right now, and I think. That's the one thing. That's one of the things that uh, you know. Heiple's going to be on them a lot. Is that hey, you have nothing to look forward about. You know, you've got to concentrate on this week. You know, we didn't. You know, we we didn't show anything last week that that says, okay, hey, we're we're riding high and you know we're just going to you know, you've got you got to focus on this week right now. We got to focus on getting better, and we got to focus on on making sure that we execute the way we're supposed to execute. And get ourselves ready to go, because uh, and you're right. This uh, Texas San Antonio can uh, they're, they're they're I call them snakes in the grass. You know they they can they can jump up and bite you and hurt you if you let them. Now most snakes again, if you're if you're paying attention and you prepare, they can't hurt you. You you, okay. you, you can keep them at an arm's distance and you can you, you know, sure. or whatever. You're not paying attention; they'll sneak up on you. You let them get too close, get you, and they next, will
3: get you. Next thing you know, you find yourself down by a few points late in the ball game, trying to struggle to score points, and and more, and the pressure starts to mount.
2: Yeah, and, and, and that's where, and that's you're looking at, like what just happened, well, or what is happening, you know. And, and so,
3: for you, ball fans, you might recognize a couple of names when UTSA hits the field tomorrow. One is Mark. <clears throat> Mark, let me see. Let me make sure I get. I think it's Martavius. Might be Marcavius French. Now he played for the Vols and then transferred to UTSA. This is his second year. He is a linebacker and one of their better linebackers uh, on the the UTSA for the Roadrunners. For the road, they are the Roadrunners. Um, and you might remember this: the 2016 coach, Mister Tennessee Football Winner, Tyke. Ogle Kellogg. He played at Alcoa High School, 20 minutes from Nayland. I'm saying Nayland. Nayland Stadium. Okay, is that okay? You everybody, guys. Everybody Y'all, knows where you're talking okay, about anyhow. Anyway, right. so. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger, please. Okay. But that's just 20 minutes from Nayland High from Nayland uh, stadium. And Mr. Ogle Kellogg, uh is a wide receiver, and he's the second wide receiver behind Joshua Cephas, uh, who's obviously the number one target for Frank Harris and Mr. Marberger when he's playing. So, uh, Tennessee Mr. Football, a former former is playing for UTSA as a wide receiver, and uh, a former Vol that transferred to UTSA is their best tackler and uh, linebacker, uh, Marcavius French. Martavius or Marquette. again, so.
2: uh, a team that, is, like you said, they won eleven games last year. <laughs> you don't and, win eleven
3: uh, games just by being oh yeah a slouch. I, don't, I you know I, I, at, I, any I understand
2: at any level. I'm they're not
3: in the SEC, sure. and and I'll give them that. But still,
2: but still, you know, they're used to winning. They're used to producing, and they're 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 a team that can again. They shouldn't. I'll be honest with you. They shouldn't be able to to keep up with with UT, but. If you, know, you don't play your best, if you're, right. not, if you're not on top of your game, they are, they are, they are more than capable.
3: And it's Martavius, Coach, with a T. So let me okay. get that right, not with a K. Martavius, yeah. French.
2: But they are more than capable of, of taking advantage if you're not playing your best game.
3: Okay. Uh, as far as, you know, and, and like I said, I think it's all going to hinge really tomorrow in Knoxville in front of that big home crowd that Tennessee, once they get all cranked up, all those orange uniforms, all orange starts to get mixed on the field, it's really good to pin whether their star quarterback, Mr. Harris, gets on the field or not. If you all, like I said, I think if you see Zero get on the field at quarterback, you're going to have a real dogfight on your hands.
2: And just how mobile he really is. You know, right. it may be one of those situations where they've taped him up enough. And there is a way you can prepare your shoe and pre- you tape around the toe and, and, and stuff. I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but it, there's a way to do it where you can mitigate the the problems with the turf toe. Put a toe. plate. Sometimes yeah, that you a – yeah, Right. You hear it's a hard metal plate. A, it's a hard plate that they so put that when underneath.
3: You, so you, you really can push off of it, but your, your but tendons your, are not really – And you're
2: spreading the pressure out over okay. the whole foot. Right. right. Now it still kind of limits your mobility because your foot doesn't bend quite as naturally as you as you normally would. But for most people, you can you know, and and a quarterback who's mainly dropping back to pass uh, would probably work. Now, if he ever has to run a little bit or whatever, I'm sure that his instructions are get get clear and find a nice piece of soft green grass and get there. (laughs) To lay
3: down, you know, he's had and and think about Frank Harris, the star quarterback for the roadrunners tomorrow against the balls he's had four surgeries on his on his left knee four separate surgeries and and you know some of those might have been cleaning out you know a couple of those very well not reconstructive uh, major surgeries on it out scar you could be and stuff, could be yeah. cleaning out or, or what do they call it arthroscopic, arthroscopic yeah. okay so you know that 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 could be uh the Almost surgery, but still, surgeries are but now still that four way. four separate surgeries on one knee is is somewhat concerning and now you've got this turf toe situation so uh if you're a ball fan you're hoping to see number 12 under center uh, if you're a UTSA fan, you're hoping to see number zero Frank Harris get back out there, and uh, he's had 36 consecutive starts for the Roadrunners, and so he he's he's definitely the man. And being the sixth year, he's a, a definitely upperclassman and has been around and has plenty of experience.
2: Yeah, and there's a, there's the kind of indication you're talking about. It really, if Tennessee is doing what they should do, it won't matter. Right, they take care. It should be. It doesn't matter which one. If they clean up
3: half the stuff that 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 went on last weekend in Gainesville, if they if they clean up half of it, Coach Tennessee should be fine. Yeah, I mean, should you agree? Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, I agree that. And to me, it's almost kind of surprising that that the conversation even comes up is if Harris is available, then the outcome. There's there's some question about the outcome. Shouldn't be. This shouldn't – you know, it, it's, that's just the way it, it should be right now. That, <laughs> and, unfortunately, the, the fan base and, and most of the critics are – A little kind of, apprehensive. A little apprehensive L- about Just
3: kind of hurry up hurry up and to wait s- and see, right? You know, I mean, that it,
2: kind of- the first quarter is going to tell an awful lot. And if, if, if Tennessee's right and they're, and they're clicking and going, then, yeah, this is, this is going to be what it should be. Sure. And if Tennessee struggles early on – Better hang on. There you go. it will be a rough ride.
3: Now, uh, this whole weekend, Coach, like we talked yesterday on the show, and this show comes on Mondays at 4 o'clock, Thursdays at 4 o'clock, and Fridays at 4 o'clock. But we talked yesterday about this weekend being just packed and stacked full of ranked teams playing ranked teams. And I said yesterday – that I had read an article that said this weekend is the first time since 2006 where the most ranked teams are playing each other uh, in the month of September. And so you and I talked about before we got on to the sh- before we came on the air what that means and that means that we that we as college football fans or as football fans We get to see ranked teams playing ranked teams all on one Saturday, and there's like eight of them this weekend. And so we get to see out of the top 25, I think we get to see eight games that involve top 25 teams. So we, the football prognosticators and people that love college football get to really sit down and dissect and analyze as these ranked teams play each other who are are the – Not who are the pretenders and who are the contenders, right?
2: Right. You know, to kind of give you another set of way of looking at the numbers, twenty five teams in the top twenty five. Sixteen of those twenty five are going to be playing each other. So you're going to see, okay, does you know, does this ranking, does their ranking hold up? Can they compete? Uh we should, you know, by by the numbers, we should see a lot of really close games that are decided in the last two or three minutes. Um and uh you know should should be really, really exciting. You know, history tells us some of them are gonna be that way and some of them are gonna be right. blowouts that are, that are surprises.
3: Hey, but but that and way that way we'll have a measuring stick this, this
2: early in the season. The rankings that will come out this Monday or Tuesday, whenever they come out will probably be the most accurate ranking to date, up to date okay. simply because no one's having to guess. Okay, you know, You're seeing head-to-head there matchups.
3: And we're talking about matchups like Florida State at Clemson. I like Clemson in that. I've told you, I like Clemson in that. I like a rematch in the ACC championship game for Florida State to win. Um, Colorado, number 19 Colorado at number 10 Oregon. That game kicks off at 230. Uh, Oregon's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite, led by Bo 20? Nix. 20-and-a-half-point 20? favorite. Yes, that's right. Wow. I, uh, I,
2: I UCLA. Wouldn't have them, I wouldn't have put them that big.
3: 22 UCLA's at number 11 Utah. Utah's favored by four points at games at 230. Uh, Ole Miss, number 15 Ole Miss at number 13 Alabama at Alabama. Alabama's favored by seven. That's uh, That's at 230. All these are ranked teams playing this weekend. Number 14, Oregon State at number 21, Washington State. Oregon State's favored by three in that ball game, and that game is Saturday night at 6 o'clock. And Ohio State and Notre Dame, there's going to be a lot of people watching this ball game. I'm just telling you. Ohio State, number six, at number nine, Notre Dame. Ohio State is favored by three points. That is 6.30 Saturday night. So fix your dinner, fix a cocktail or whatever you'd like to drink, <laughs> sit down. That's going to be a great ball game, I think. Yeah, we'll number, see
2: if Notre Dame can hold up to the bright lights. Number uh,
3: 24, Iowa, at number seven, Penn State. Penn State's favored by 14.5 point. I think that number's too big. Um Let's see other games, Arizona at Stanford, number three, Texas at Baylor, Central Florida and Gus Malzahn at Kansas State, Florida State at Clemson. Like I said, I like Clemson, and then I like Florida State to come back at the end of the season, beat Clemson in the ACC championship game. We're up against our second break. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach Mike. We'll be right back.
1: There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about, but the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org
3: And welcome back in, and thank you for joining us on this beautiful Friday as we broadcast from downtown Columbia on the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined by Coach Mike on the board. And let's talk a little bit about, before we move on to a couple other subjects here in the last segment, uh, let's talk a little bit about Alabama football and and Lane Kiffin coming back to Tuscaloosa. You know, he was a offensive coordinator under – Nick Saban before he took the Florida Atlantic job, right aft, right in the middle of the college football playoffs back in 2016, Alabama had just beat Washington 24 to nothing with a Lane Kiffin run offensive coordinated offense, and Kiffin took the Florida Atlantic job. So Saban just said, "Well, you just go on and go." He went on to cut uh, Kiffin loose, and then uh, Alabama wound up losing. Clemson in the championship game in Tampa, Florida. And why I know that? Because I was there to watch it and cried all the way home. All right. um, So anyway, but what's been going on coming out of Oxford, Mississippi? First of all, uh, Lane Kiffin suggested that Nick Saban had secretly changed defensive coordinators at Alabama. And then when Saban got totally kind of PO'd at this – uh, and denied it. Uh, Kiffin claimed that someone in the Crimson Tide football office confirmed it to to their friends and their friends on the Ole Miss staff. Regardless of what Nick Saban denied about the changing defensive coordinators, and and I know what you're going to say. He's an instigator. He's a stir. So, but so get this now. Then Kiffin decides to take to Twitter. And just eh, randomly, and for no reason at all, he o- he offered up to his followers a Taylor Swift concert video. And, you know, now Taylor Swift, I'm not a swiftie but I know she's got tons of songs out there, guys. She's got hundreds of songs out there. But he chooses this one song from, from the concert, and the name of it is Castle's... Crumbling, and I'm just going to give you a couple of couple of verses from the Castles Taylor Swift Castles Crumbling song that L- Lane Kiffin posted on his Twitter account uh, this past week, right before the Alabama game. Here I go. Uh, I'm not going to sound like Taylor Swift. So once again, I had an empire in a golden age. I was held up so high. I used to be great. They used to cheer when they saw my face. Now I fear I have fallen from grace, and I feel like castles crumbling down, and I watch all my bridges burn to the ground. And you don't want me to know, you don't want to know me. Oh, there's more. Once I was the great hope for a dynasty, crowds would hang on my words, and they trusted me. Their faith was strong, but I pushed it too far. I held that grudge till it tore me apart. Power went to my head and I couldn't stop. Ones I love tried to help, so I ran them off. And so on and so on. What do you think about that, coach? What do you think about? It? What do you think about it? is that just Lane is that just that classic is, classic? That Lane? is
2: classic Lane, Lane Kiffin being the spoon, keeping it stirred up. Is he or the paddle
3: or
0: the it is
2: you know, what's and, and what's so aggravating about him is he's a pretty darn good coach while he's at it. You know, and, and so he can you know he. Yeah, you know, he's he's pretty good at coaching his players up and, and getting them ready for the big games, but he keeps stirring the pot up, and he is a the the distraction. It's the it's the master distractor. You know, <laughs> there you go. And, well, and he's working that up. He reminds me a lot of what Spurrier used to do to Tennessee.
3: Just get just under just the gig, just you know, get just, be that burr under yeah, the saddle. Just get up under their see.
2: skin, and then but then be good enough to turn around and back it up. Now Kiffin is still working on that, sure. Working on that level of of trying to back you know he hasn't quite had the teams to be the 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 dominant that Spurrier had at Florida and stuff like that. But he's he's that style of coach and and he's hey for the for the casual fan it's entertaining and you know and it's 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 fun to watch and, the interaction back and forth. Um, and you yeah. know,
3: Lane Kiffin's MO could be to try to get into. S- try to get into Saban's head a little bit. Not yeah, the he players, into Sab- but, he tra- but trying to get into Saban's head by doing this, not getting into the players' Well, head. if he gets you into know.
2: Saban's head, he's going to get into his players. He's going to get into his players' heads. You know, uh, more than likely, he's going to get into more of the players than he – he's going to have them, in a sense, so incensed. You know, the old – you know, and pardon the pun on this with Alabama, they're going to be seeing red. Yeah. you know, And they're going to be so mad that they get – out of their focus okay. of some of their execution. Now, thus here comes If Saban and his staff does their job, it's kind of like get, get rid of the noise. Don't play, pay attention to the noise and all that stuff. But you're dealing with 18 to 25 year olds. You kids know. will be kids. There you go. And uh, so,
3: okay, uh, let's see. There'll be an old fashioned hoedown. In downtown Nashville this weekend, as the Kentucky Wildcats come into Nashville to play Vanderbilt, Kentucky's favored by 13 and a half points. I like the over in that game, Coach. I think over 50, 50 points shouldn't be a problem between those two teams. Vanderbilt has no defense. They can score a little bit, and I know Kentucky can score on Vanderbilt. So I'm, I am I like the over 50 and a half in that game. Um, Major League Baseball, folks, I mean, we're getting down to it. There's basically under, just under 10 games to go, and if the playoffs started today – Okay, you would have Baltimore, Houston, and Minnesota in the American League winning their divisions. And the wild cards would be Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Seattle. Uh, And Texas is just on the outside, just one – I mean, they're a virtual tie right now with Seattle. So with just under 10 games to go, we'll see what happens in the American League. Now, uh, everybody's favorite around here is the Atlanta Braves. They have clinched. Uh, National League East, the Dodgers have clinched the West, and Milwaukee is in the Central, and they look pretty good to win the Central. However, the wild card in the National League is still wide open between Philadelphia, Arizona, Chicago Cubs, who are in right now would be in the wild card playoffs. But just on the outskirts of the Cubs, basically in a, a virtual tie, is the Miami uh, Marlins and the Cincinnati Reds. I mean those those the Cubs, the Marlins and the Reds with 9 games to go, coach are basically tied for that last wild card spot. Yeah. And we know that that we cha- and we talked about that yesterday now. There are the three division winners in each of the league, Na- American League and National League and then you're going to have three wild card teams in each of those leagues too. So there'll be a total of 12 teams in the uh, major league baseball playoffs now since they changed and added those wild cards. So yeah, it makes it so Now, is there still
2: uh, – for, for a couple of wild card teams, is there still the one-game playoff or the one-game play-in, I guess? I, you know, I
3: think that – I'm not really sure, Coach. I, uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. To
2: me, that was always something crazy. After playing 162 games, you take the top two – Get it all down to one? Come down to one game and – Pretty brutal. Yeah. I mean, because – you know, in baseball, really, anybody can beat anybody else on any given day. There you go. And All right. so, you know, that's – All right, hockey fans, rejoice. Uh, preseason, like
3: I said, has begun. Today the Kings and the Coyotes are playing a preseason hockey game, if you can believe it already. Uh, in the NFL, our Titans will travel to the Browns this weekend for a noon kickoff. Uh, the Browns will be Chubb-less, uh, but they, they have brought in Kareem Hunt – and Kareem Hunt is – they say that he might get in some goal line situations with his power running and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. He could be an issue – you know, he could be a, a player in this weekend's uh, game.
2: It would be interesting to see how the Titans offense does against – There the, you go. You know, the Cleveland defense. That's that's going to be the competition right there.
3: Now, is- uh, Magic 8-Ball. There are, there are games tonight. Uh, Magic 8-Ball said take Purdue – plus the points against Wisconsin. Take NC State over Virginia. They're terrible. Uh, Take San Jose State plus the points against Air Force. And take Boise State. So that's Boise State, San Jose State, NC State, all the states tonight, plus Purdue. Uh, This weekend, I like over 70 in the Colorado game. I like North Carolina to pound Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Ohio State over Notre Dame. I'm looking for Auburn to upset a and i A&M. I'm looking for Georgia Tech to upset Wake Forest. And I'm looking for Utah to win at home with their great defense over number 22 UCLA. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. For Coach Mike, I'm Drake. You guys have a great, safe weekend, and we will talk to you 4 o'clock on Monday.